McGoey on his own. He gets the try. The Red 78. We're both monster people. Nobody knows monster rugby better. Carberry gets over the line. Try from Monster. Available every Wednesday. Don't miss a moment of action. Subscribe to the Rugby Channel on the OTB Sports app and turn on your notifications now. OTB AM. With Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. Alan Quillen is with us to talk to us about that uh, monster situation. Um, it's very early, Alan. We're not going to overreact, but uh, at the same time, it was pretty abysmal. Yeah, that's putting it mildly, Ger. Um Look, I think the handling errors and the mistakes, um, the lack of cohesion, the energy, you know, there's, there's so many things there within their game at the moment that was really, really poor um, yesterday. I think after last week, probably the first match was was you know was difficult and we saw a lot of handling errors in that game but again yesterday a lot of changes in the team for sure but um, just a lot of the basic errors are really 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 poor and um, I think you know it was a bit of a a somber situation for them yesterday I think credit to the Dragons to be fair um, I think they're the only Welsh side that won this weekend and uh, Munster were a big scalp for them given uh, what happened last week away against Edinburgh and their director of rugby, Dean Ryan, uh, what he said about the players and, and having been replaced. So I think um, they just didn't handle that situation at all well and didn't just play really, really poorly. Yeah, I, I mean, you would have said before the game that they were up against a bit of a rabble considering what the mood music was like. So for Dragons to turn it around and then for Dragons to turn it around and then to be able to come from behind in the last 10 minutes to win the game... Like that would be the most worrying part that you couldn't actually put down a team who are as affected badly off the field by what's going on. So, um, what from you? What are the the most concerning aspects of the performance? Um, just just physically, um, they weren't weren't able to cope with with uh, the aggression that the, the dragons were bringing. They should have known. I'm sure they spoke about it. That you know you're going to get a group of players that are going to come out and be very aggressive. They're kind of playing for their lives. Their desire and commitment was questions after the previous week. And um, just very concerning, soft in contact, soft in in the breakdown. Um, and, you know, it's been a, a really poor start for, for Munster, given, you know, the two preseason matches. And I've spoken about that. And that's the reality is there was a lot of chopping and changing in both those games and at halftime in both those games. So we kind of had four halves with different teams. Um, and then last week they lose and this week they lose. So it's been a dreadful start for them. And I think you can... Peep, I'm looking at a lot of the comments online from Munster fans and I think there's a lot of worry and concern now. This is a really negative one and it was as bad probably performances as, as we've seen in a long long time and so I think it's it's obviously very early days Chair, but the players have got to take responsibility here and either fix this on, uh, themselves and just be mentally stronger of course you've internationals coming back and you think on paper that it's going to work and it's going to be perfect but you know that's their first game of the season so but it's hard to give a lot of mitigation I mean that respectfully to the Dragons when you see Munster not even being able to win crucial lineouts, you know, overrunning the ball, wingers on box kicks, not actually contesting in the air, 
the opposition catching it on the run. Like that's that's down to desire and, and toughness and hardness and mentally. Quinny, is it down to fitness? Like, is that the problem that they got their preseason wrong? Obviously, a lot's been made of the week off and players getting married and all of that. Like, there's so many well, very two, basic errors. Off. Like that 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 sounds like a team that's not that mentally can't get to it because maybe they're just not fit enough yet. Well, they're two weeks off um, because they had another break at the start of preseason. They trained for two weeks and had a week off, and then they had a week off near the end of the block. So. Um, look, I don't know, Nathan. They're, they're, they're just not battled hardened at the moment and they, they, they seem to be way behind. I know this pre-season plan and people, again, mightn't be too happy with it was kind of put in place by by Johan van Graan before he departed. That was the plan. And, they, you know, this, this stuff was planned out a couple of months in advance. Um, but... They have a lot of work to do and, and fitness could be an issue. I just think that fitness really plays a part when, when you're under pressure, being undercooked in matches. is why you play pre-season matches to get the rust and the cobwebs away and off yourself. And uh, I just think that it's really, really worrying. It's hard to kind of sum up because there's so many things gone wrong. Like if they made a few defensive mistakes yesterday and and that was the issue, but it was it was a bit of everything. I think Mike Haley's pass at the end just really summed up the the execution and the the, the inability to, to to catch pass properly and and just execute. I think look, they tried again, and obviously they tried it. You know, Zebo makes the break; it's the high tackle. I think the break there, uh, but a lot of the time they're just going across the field laterally and. I think Dragons were just fanning out and they were loving the situation. And I just, you saw no energy from Munster to kind of really kind of impose themselves. They probably played for 10 minutes in the game and that was before half time. It might have been even less than 10 minutes. And that was, maybe that was the worst thing that happened to them in a sense. They went, they went ahead. They went in at half time, probably thinking, yeah, well, look, it's going to be fine now in the second half. I'm sure if they went in 15 3 down at half time, that the monster coaches would have really hopped off them, and and but they just didn't react. And it's it's worrying that some of the basic errors and mistakes, but um, fitness could be an issue with them as well, and just being undercooked as well. So look, it's it's difficult, as I said. Um, there's some players playing their first game yesterday, but they should be so much better than that. So how quickly do they turn this around? Where everybody's like, ah, that was a bit of a blip, and this is the real we can see the impact of the coaching ticket, we can see the impact of the best players being fully fit. What, how long is it going to take before we can react properly? Yeah, I don't know. I think you need a run, Ger, with with a settled team and obviously with the emerging Ireland players away. Um, they, you know, the other provinces have to deal with that as well, but I think they've just um, had, had no continuity in selection and um Something again that has affect, affected Munster a fair bit in the last few years. They, they actually need to play regularly together and try and get a settled team. It's hard to do that in the modern game because you so much, the internationals are away and there's injuries and there's a lot of chopping and changing. But um, they've just got to try and get a, a, a really good performance against Zebra next weekend. And, and you think they're going to, they're going to be going up to Galway then, um, who were, to play Connacht who are, who are in a bit of a dogfight themselves after losing their first two games they have the Bulls this weekend which would be really difficult as well so um, 
that might that's not going to be easy for him as well. And if you lose three games out of your first games, well, it's going to be very very difficult to to be in that playoff mix because the reality is the four South African sides are going to be right up there again this year. They've started much better, and they're going to be really really strong again. And their best Ulster players are still to come it. back as well. The South African. Yeah, yeah. So it's 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 very concerning and worrying. And we said about the minimum minimum situation for Munster this year is make playoffs in both Europe and, and URC. But it's really that, that this game could come back to haunt them when it comes to getting you know even a home quarter final or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. We saw what happened them last year. So um, they have to have a really honest look at themselves. And so, like if you started going into individual performances yesterday. It's it's pretty shocking, really, to be honest. Um, some of the stuff that we saw, the real basic mistakes that were being made, and you know the players have got to take ownership of that. And and you know, I, I, in fairness to Graham Rauncher, we we uh, you know we give out last year and a few times in the previous couple of years about Johan van Graan not really being you know being quite closed in interviews. I think Graham Rauncher was really honest yesterday, and you know. Yeah, I look at I think I, I wonder if this is a bit of a wake up call for many fans thinking that actually this is going to be easy. They're going to come in, they'll be able to implicate oh, the new the new plan quickly, and lo and behold, a new monster will be born. Or actually, is there going to be a transition period where it's pretty grim for a while? Well, it, look, it's it's yesterday would indicate yeah that's the case unless unless it started out pretty quickly. Um, when you have a lot of things to fix in training, you, it's it's kind of do you kind of skim on all of them or do you kind of really just take it step by step? So it is going to take a little bit of time for them. And, um, but you know, they would not be feeling good about themselves yesterday and it does ramp up the pressure. Um, it's a tough job for the coaches and, and that's the reality. There's some players probably when you go down the depth charts that are, are on the basis of what we saw yesterday, even though on paper was a pretty strong monster side that, are they good enough? Are they are they going to, you know, be able to play at this level and play at the required level that's here? I know that sounds very harsh so early on, but I'm talking about the basics here, and and I I'd stand corrected by anyone who says I'm maybe I've been I'm I'm, tr- I'm not trying to be over the top. It is very early days, but the really really concerning was the energy and the desire and the aggression. Stuff that's in your control. Okay, you'll have a missed pass and you'll have missed tackles and you'll have a, someone switching off in a line out and, you know, the execution a little bit can be tricky at times and they can make mistakes there. But I just, what really concerned me was they seemed to be kind of bullied yesterday. You just look at the energy out of the Dragons players. They were piling into Monster. They were smashing them. And there was very few people to, to if any try to take any sort of control and and really kind of smash them back as well, you know. So yeah. very, very soft in the collisions. And, you know, if you do that going to Wales, no matter what kind of team you have on paper, you're going to be in trouble. And I remember, uh, you know, on occasions going over there and the biggest frustration Declan Kidney would have had with us is if we got bullied there, you know, and and we weren't right mentally and and you know, maybe they thought yesterday, and again, it's a, it's a harsh learning curve for some of these players that um, you just have to be really, really focused. And if you go back to the start of last season, Derek, the Dragons should have beaten and probably could have beaten Leinster over there. I've got a strong enough, a strong Leinster side. 
So it was this was always going to be kind of tight, but I just the inability to kind of eke out a win here, control the tempo of the game, um, and and put them under pressure when 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 it was needed was just lacking, and that and that is a big concern. Okay, the. Connacht Munster game on Friday week is going to be huge it feels and hugely important for both sides already uh, Connacht conceding an insane amount of points uh, in every game it feels like now the Stormers game was tight until Bundyaki's moment of madness and you know watching Bernard Jackman was saying like it was, it was easier to make a property route than what he actually did uh, like this isn't the first time Bundyaki has been sent off and his reaction as well uh, with the referee uh, really wasn't right do you think this will have longer term implications for Bundyaki than just the red card and possible suspension in terms of even Ireland I, I don't think so I, I think I give you my take on it Nathan when, when I saw the, the tackle um, and obviously he questioned the referee after the, the red card I, I didn't put a lot of heat in it because it was kind of a reactive um, look at it and I was just trying to process it. I really thought that I probably would have felt the same. What what else am I supposed to do? And then when you calm down and you look at it, well, you just cannot fly in like that. And it, you have to get some sort of an arm situation going there to try and get the clean out. And if he makes contact then with with the player's head or the back of his neck, well, you have some sort of mitigation. But I think the fact that his arm didn't probably come up um, and it was so forceful and and, and so quick, um, obviously he's trying to clean uh, Sanalta out, out of it there, but he's received a you know pretty long-term injury and a grim kind of prognosis from, from you know, a shoulder injury that he received in that contact um, it didn't look good. So you look at the reaction online and listen to some other journalists and people talking about it. And the reality is um, it was reckless and the reaction afterwards needs is very, very avoidable. I think he's not going to change the referee's situ- mind, mind there. And um, I don't think it's going to have long-term implications regarding Andy Farrell not picking the Irish squad. But I just think um, and I'm probably no one to talk when I was in that situation. If you're when you're in the heat of the battle, but you've got to be calmer. Um, I'm not saying I would have. How did you find yours then, Quinny? I just think you kind of get that kind of that uh, adrenaline and emotion, and and that's the way he plays with his heart in his sleeve. He's aggressive. Um, he does he's, know. He does know he's going to get. <clears throat> he does know he's going to get red carded for for that though. Like you know, uh, is this? Is there not something there where you're saying this is now a liability? You could, this could happen in a World Cup quarterfinal or in a, a game against South Africa in the World Cup. We're down to 14 men. The game's over. Like, at some point, somebody has to... The penny has to drop for Bundyaki that this is... It, it is unacceptable. But for, I mean, from Ruby's perspective, it's not great. Like, man-prone. No, you know, man-prone. It's a cheap. It's the cheapest of cheap shots that it looks like anyway. I don't think the intention is to have a cheap shot. I think his intention is to smash the player out there, but he gets it wrong there. I think he plays on the line with that aggression and, you know, he's very physical. And I think on reflection, absolutely, he'll know that he was wrong. He was wrong with the the entry point, the force, and the reaction afterwards. Um, I think... You know, we've seen one or two moments from Bundy. I think it was last year in one of the 
EPCR games, he, he had a similar situation with a referee after the game, did apologise. And, you know, I'm not going to, I'm probably not in a position to lecture him because you kind of go into a zone there where you, you don't see reality and you, you, you're te- you have to control your temper there. And he's got that wrong. He's got it wrong 100%. He's got the clean out wrong and he's got the reaction wrong. So, um, you know, I think he's obviously you go back to the summer in New Zealand and he's he's been brilliant for Ireland. He's not a young player, but he's got to learn this quickly. And I'm sure um, Andy Friend um, will talk to him about that. And I'm sure Andy Farrell will as well. And you've got to be careful. But he's too good a player just to kind of go, well, um, he's got he's 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 a liability. I don't think he's a liability. I think he just needs to be careful uh, again not a young player so people could argue and say well he's he's a lot of experience and he's an incredible impact on Irish yeah. rugby uh, look, and, like, and he's that's the thing. absolutely brilliant well that's the thing and, and we want him to be available for selection and we want him so he's not going to be available for selection for the, the game against Munster now which could be like it's not season defining because it's far too early for that but like it's a massive massive game from it's Connick's a massive game for, for, both, for both sides sure because you know you lose another game like Connacht are potentially losing their first three unless they pull some some rabbit out of the hat against the Bulls at the weekend and win there yeah um, so you can imagine what the mood will be like there 0-4 oh, and, and yeah. then yeah and then Munster look you, you you think of course they'll win against Zebra this week but they've got to get a performance as well and that game in Galway and we've seen the last couple of years Munster and Connacht there's been a lot of niggle in it there's been a lot of aggression and he'll be a big loss to them. Yeah. You know, there's no doubt about Bundy. A fit firing uh, Bundy Aki is, is an impact to any team. But he's got he's to sort this out pretty quickly and make sure that yeah. for the rest of the season that you know he has a clean slate and, and he just tempers the, 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 the aggression a little bit or, or even the reaction, you know, and just be more accurate there. I, I, look, we know what he's trying to do Connacht are making a line break but you know when I look back I looked at it multiple times there's other parts of the body that he can hit and try and you know hit the back of the jersey or, or side on a little bit and yeah the, the player's injured now he's out for a long time and that's a guy and like sure. I think it is gonna... like he's a really good bloke and he's you know if you asked him were you trying to injure him no he's not He's aggressive and he plays like that, but he's just got to be careful. I know, but I, I, you know the point. No one was trying to injure people when they were tackling high in the air and then players were ending up nowhere. Players were injured. You know, and that's the, the impact. The intention doesn't really matter. It's the impact that ultimately the sport needs to legislate for and it opens up a much broader conversation. I do want to make one uh, further point here. We were talking about Nathan Doak and how exciting it is that he's emerging as a potential scrum half with a... You know, for Ireland maybe, and then uh, you know, John Cooney comes along and is like, "Hang on a second, did everybody forget about me? Why, why, why aren't you talking about me?" At the weekend, he was sensational. Ulster's attack, maybe not their defence, but their attack is sensational at the moment. They're they're stunning to watch, and Cooney's playing the rugby of his life. It seems. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. I think it was an incredible performance, and it was one that, um, I, I, it, that was a strong scarlet side. Um, you know, Vaifa Fita is playing, Sam Lucy, um, you know, loads of power, two big second rows there, um, loads of internationals. And and I thought that was a real tester for them. And you talk about Munster, Jerry, a minute ago, Nathan, 
it's the mental side, the body language, the energy, the aggression that Munster are really lacking. And Ulster seem to have that little bit of spark at the moment. They leave, seem to have that little drive, that energy. Their, con- look, their conditioning looks brilliant. Um, on paper, kind of when I was looking at the forward packs beforehand, I'm saying this this is the one that's going to really test them now. We're going to see where they're at. But their energy levels and enthusiasm to get into the breakdown and be really aggressive, um, make a lot of hard jars with their carries. Um, I thought they were brilliant. Um, it was superb to score seven tries. And John Cooney, you know, he did send out a reminder there to to everybody. Um, and, you know, I said it last week, um, Dan McFarlane is really lucky to have two brilliant scrum halves mm-hmm. like that who can offer so much. Cooney is that bit more, has that little bit more of a spark of being able to bounce around the place. And he just, he runs brilliant inside lines. He's incredibly quick, make yeah. lots of... He makes lots of line breaks and uh, he just seems to be on people's shoulders when they make breaks. And, yeah, uh, a bit more like Gibson Park than any of the rest of the ones we have. So look, uh, plenty of you to get your teeth stuck into in the Red 78 this week. Alan, good stuff. Thanks a million. We'll leave it there. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks, lads. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. 